0: Everyone, welcome to the podcast of the Vineyard Church, Chester Springs. We invite you to join our mission to love like Jesus, and you can connect with us on social media or visit our website, csvineyard.org. Now for this week's talk.
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Vineyard. Thanks for joining us today. You can have a seat.
2: Awesome. Yeah, we're just gonna say, Come, Holy Spirit. Jesus, we're glad that you are with us this morning. Um, As we look to you in this new year, I pray that your presence would be obvious, that it would be felt, that it would be received into our hearts, in our homes, our families, places of work, in our community, Jesus. We so need you, and we're so excited for what you're going to do in our life this year. We give you praise and glory. Amen. Amen. Hey, it's Vision Sunday, and I know this is a fun one for us. Um, So if you haven't been around in our community for a while, I'd love to tell you that Vision Sunday is just an intentional um, thing that we do once a year to say um, and to put into words who do we think we want to become as a church community in this next year. So what is God specifically calling Vineyard Chester Springs to in 2024? Um, everybody's making new year's resolutions at this point right this is a good time to kind of do some reflecting and thinking about um how did my life get this way and who do i want to uh grow into uh, over the year and so we get to do that uh, just as a church and forecast a little bit of where we think god is calling us to move
1: yes and we're going to root everything we say today in some scripture so if you guys would stand please we stand to honor God, who wants to reveal himself to us through these words, and they are trustworthy. This is Matthew chapter 6, verse 30, and these are the words of Jesus. If God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So God, impress these words into our heart and help us to live them, to seek first your kingdom. Amen. All right, and sit down again. I want to just share briefly or remind you of what you just heard. Uh, It is to seek first the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? It is, as Jesus describes uh, in the same passage when he talks about, or when he gives us the Lord's Prayer, it is where God's will in heaven is done on earth. It is where he is recognized as king, and where people are living righteously, or in other words, in alignment with the way that God's kingdom operates, the the way that he designed us all to live. But that's not actually what dominates the thoughts of most people that surround us, or even if we're honest with ourselves. We find ourselves preoccupied with other things instead of God's kingdom. And so we seek comfort, we seek happiness. Now, don't get me wrong, Uh, I I prefer happiness, uh, to the alternative especially, but uh, we, we seek comfort, we seek happiness, we try to avoid pain, and these are the things that dominate our thoughts and that often will steer our lives. So if we're not seeking first the kingdom, There are a few symptoms that we might look for or that might be evident in our lives. And I'm going to call these the three D's of doom. They're dangerous. It is like trying to go to Mount Doom. There's there's not good things at the end of this path. The first one is disengagement. If you're not seeking first The kingdom you will disengage you will withdraw and it is so easy to do so especially in the world we live in it's easier to go to our phones it's easier to watch Netflix rather than to connect with people who are different than us even people we love who might disagree with us the second day is defensiveness so we justify our behaviors we justify our disengagement Uh, we don't like having feedback given to us, especially if it's a call to repentance, for instance. And the third D is divisiveness. These are the three Ds of doom. When I say divisiveness, I don't mean disagreement. In fact, you should be friends with people that you disagree with. If you are not friends with people with whom you disagree, that is a big red flag for whether or not you're actually seeking the kingdom because God's kingdom is bigger than the sum of any of our opinions or particular beliefs what i mean by division is to well primarily triangulate or speak to gossip to speak in ways to people that actually bring separation so yeah i think you know what i'm talking about i won't go any further into that but that is why in our church formation is so important and so central. You might call it discipleship. You might call it sanctification. Formation is what is shaping our hearts. Uh, It is the thing that draws us toward God, but it's not only a thing that happens in church. Formation is happening with every story that we consume, every time we go to the mall. like The habits we have and the inputs we go to are forming us and so what we do here at the vineyard is we're we're really intentional about forming our hearts to seek first the kingdom and so a a key part of formation for us has been emotionally focused many of you in the room have been through it and most of you i think heard the news already through the video that we sent yesterday if you didn't there's more detail in your text or email but allison was just selected to be Vineyard Nationals Emotionally Focused Coordinator.
2: Thanks, guys. Yeah, this has been it's just been such a good discernment process, such a good journey. And I know that um, so many of you have done this work with me, and it's gonna continue to happen here in our community, but um, just a growing sense from the Lord that it's supposed to go out beyond our, our walls here, into our friends, um, into our neighbors, into our places of work, but also like across our movement um, as we just seek to get healthy. That's really what this work is about. It's freeing up uh, our interior life to pursue things with Jesus that we can do. We can be creators of beauty and joy and hope and love of the world if we um, don't have to spend so much time managing our anxiety and managing our stress and managing the things that are keeping us bogged down. Um, So I'm just really excited to bring that that across our movement. And uh, hopefully, yeah, as Emma said, you heard in the message, uh, it's a remote position. I'm not going anywhere. I'm so, so glad that Jesus has called me to pastor in the local church and to continue that good work. That is um, just a precious call to me. I am so thrilled to keep doing that. Um, yeah, so like i said i'll I'll be around. I will be preaching still occasionally. I will be leading worship occasionally, and really just doing leadership development with um, the people that are overseeing our worship and our prayer ministry areas. so
1: It's really exciting yeah. I, I it's it, I mentioned this in the video, but As a Vineyard Church, we have a a kingdom mindset. In other words, we're looking to bless people, not just kind of keep our best stuff to ourselves. We have a bigger vision than just our local church and a bigger vision than uh, the the Vineyard Movement. Like, we want to bless the world with the gifts that God has given us. And, I mean, Allison is a real gift, if you you know her. I I think so, too. Uh, Did you mention FTEs? No, I was
2: going to let you do that.
1: Okay, so uh, a little bit of nitty-gritty here. Before, Allison and I combined were 1.5, like FTEs. What does FTE even stand for?
2: Full-time. Yeah, so
1: you can be a half FTE, I guess. And still, anyway.
2: A full person.
1: Uh, We're dropping down, that's right. We're dropping down to 1.1. That's a change of about 15 hours uh, for the church. But uh, she's still called to life in our church. Uh, she mentioned leadership in our church. As, as lead pastors, we've always, from the beginning, defined what it means to be a lead pastor in three ways. It is equal in responsibility, equal in authority, and different roles. So, actually, a lot of the roles will stay the same. A few things will be shifting over to me, but we'll, we'll communicate that as we go. Uh, anything great. else you want to say about that?
2: No, I'm just excited to see where God's going to take this and um, partner together.
1: Cool. Uh, one of the places, or one of the ways that God has really, I think, prepared our church for this moment is just the the ways that our leaders, our worship leaders, our life group leaders, have not only gone through the program but have have been so uh, wonderfully caring, loving, uh, investing in our church. Like it, it's it's really how God designed the church to be. Like a church loves one another and leaders show care uh, and cast vision and, and like live out of some of the Bible's deepest commitments. And so one thing I do want to mention is that we're starting a new life group quarter. And if you're not in a life group, it's, it's one of the ways that you can f- be known and get to know other people even in a church our size it's very hard to know everybody in the room and you don't need to know everybody but you need to know someone someone needs to know your story you need a small group of people to do life with and for instance there's a new one that just launched in phoenixville that is led by steph and that is on thursdays Yeah. yeah I would wanna be in a life group with Steph. I think that sounds great. Uh, it's Thursdays at seven, but there are other life groups. Our leaders are so fantastic. And it's, if you're not in a tripod, that's another way. It's like a, even a smaller group with even more potential for getting to know each other. If, if, you're, if you're looking for a tripod, life group is a good place to meet a few people that you might think, oh, this is someone that's in a tripod. But uh, so much care and love is shown to each other through life groups and tripods. and People who go through emotionally focused, I think, are better equipped to hold space and speak truth and show grace uh, to us.
2: Get in a group. Yes. That's my encouragement, right? We really need each other. You can't do this life alone. I mean, if I have learned anything, that is what it is. I can't see... All that god is doing in my life unless other people hold up a mirror to me and say have you considered this part or i noticed these two things go together in your life and i may have just glossed over it so yeah be in relationship that's what we're going to continue to press into this year in terms of our life groups and our tripods. Um, another exciting thing that we want to continue in 2024 is just practicing generosity it is so easy without a plan uh, to just Keep our stuff, our money, our resources, our time to ourselves, and never stop to consider how we're going to again have the blessing that we've received go out and multiply and um, bless other people. And so uh, by way of encouraging you that we're going to keep partnering with Convoy, but also by way of celebrating, uh, we just took in this Convoy of Hope donation and we raised all together. $5,752.13 to go to Convoy of Hope. That deserves a clap. Yes, that is amazing. Um, Convoy is a trusted partner across the Vineyard Movement. Uh, The the Vineyard USA leadership is very, very invested with that organization and we get to be as well. They are a global relief um, agency that gives emergency care, For disasters and also does awesome feeding programs to feed people who don't have access to clean water to healthy food Um, it's just a really really good organization so way to go guys of just supporting what they're doing we're excited to keep partnering with them uh, throughout this year
1: yes I'm I want to share a little bit about the preaching schedule
2: no you want to share about urban promise
1: I want to share about urban promise
2: you do want to can, you all, can you can you
1: uh, can you share about Urban Promise? No. Can I we put don't. up the slide? <laughs> <laughs> Four oh there it is yes it's there. So uh, what something we do every month is we have boxes in the corners encouraging everyone to even bring a dollar a week uh, to remember the poor. We we move through different organizations that uh, serve locally serve nationally serve globally urban promise is a local organization that does really cool programs for children and young adults uh in i don't know if underserved communities is exactly the right way of putting it but it's 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 programs it's food it's mentoring it's life skills it's it's so many good things and so every dollar that you put into those um, boxes or i know some people do give online or automatically to those things it's it's a it's a place with a personal connection to somebody here in our church, and it's a, a fantastic work and organization. Thank you for. Yeah, and it's,
2: it's really exciting because there's ways that even a small gift will go really far um, with Urban Promise. So there's things that like $25 will um, feed a kid for the week or $50 will pay for a whole tank of gas so that the workers can transport kids around to these after school programs or $100 will pay for. Um, a kid's like summer camp registration to learn and grow. So I just think it's a really fun um, fun thing to do because it shows that even just a small gift can really make a big impact on the kids that we're serving. So. great.
1: Now what do I want to talk about?
2: Well, you can talk about the preaching schedule and then I'll talk about worship that's you can, fine. you can
1: go with worship that's, that's <laughs> okay. good that's cool.
2: All right. Um, so like I said, one of the areas I'm going to continue to oversee in our church is worship and uh, really what i want to say to you i guess is that our focus has been and will continue to be um, growing ourselves up as worshipers of jesus not just on sunday morning not just for the 15 or 20 minutes that people are standing on this platform or we're gathered as a community here but really uh, let's push into and pursue what does it look like to have a posture of worship with our entire life everything we do say be Um, how we show up in the world is out of a place of elevating Jesus and saying he is worthy of it all. And we just get to receive his love and go on this awesome journey with him. Um, So we've been doing Vineyard Worship Essentials in the leadership circle with worship, and uh, we're just going to continue to form ourselves into worshipers. And really, the goal is intimacy with God. As As we gather here together... We go on a journey with music, um, but really the hope is that we actually meet and experience the living God and the presence of God in our midst, and we see him glorified and magnified. And, and so that is that's really what I want to say about worship. It's, it's precious, and I really believe there's something that happens in a, in a communal space that can't happen when you worship on your own. I love my like worship times by myself driving in the car or in the shower um, or with my kids but I think the power of God comes in a special way when we can gather and do it together so we're gonna keep leaning into that
1: yeah and it's one of the ways again to return to Jesus words of seeking first the kingdom that there's a formational element to worship like we become like what we worship and so if we worship a God who is generous, if we sing praises to a God that is kind and loving, uh, that has a huge impact on our hearts and how we relate to other people. And so it, it, it forms us, but it is also part of the seeking. Like we're seeking God to come as we worship. We're expecting God to meet us. We're expecting God to speak to us uh, and and have his kingdom break in. And so on a Sunday morning, there's there's worship. There's ministry time where we invite God's kingdom to come. And I think the preaching uh, in explaining what the Bible says and helping to understand it is more than just information. (laughs) It is, again, one of the ways that we seek the kingdom and that God's kingdom breaks into our lives. Uh, The words of the Bible are powerful. And so one of the, I mean, my... One of my main jobs is that I, I preach every week and I, I'm excited for the lineup. I don't know how many of you know, I'm usually about six months planned out, so I'm gonna just quick run through the next six months. They roughly correspond to like January, February, March, April here. But our, our next series is Contemplative Charismatics. Uh, we, we did a series, mm. go ahead.
2: No, I just want, I want you to tell us more
1: about that. You want me to say more about that? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of different ways to describe the Vineyard Movement. Uh, For a long time, it was referred to as evangelical charismatics, and we are still evangelical in the sense that we trust the Bible and believe that we're on mission. Unfortunately, that word has been co-opted to become a reference to a voting block of which we are not. (laughs) We are followers of Jesus who trust the Bible and go on mission, and so while we're still evangelical, uh, we've kind of pushed that into this phrase, contemplative charismatic. As charismatics, we believe that the Holy Spirit comes. As charismatics, we are people on mission who bring the good news of the kingdom. So it's not just words, it's power. Uh, As charismatics, we we worship uh, God, and and as contemplatives, we worship God. But the contemplative piece is, is that lean toward formation that lean toward the habits that I have in my life, including coming to church and worshiping, including taking the Lord's supper, including uh, spending time waiting for God to come, are all part of who we are in the vineyard. And I think uh, just on my own journey, this is a tension that is sustainable. So without the contemplative part the the risk for a charismatic is that you're always seeking the next big, great, exciting you know electric experience, uh, but the contemplative helps you thrive in the day to day through spiritual practices uh, if all you are contemplative, you're like you're you're not you're not asking God to move in big, great, powerful ways. you're not asking for healing, you're not um. Bringing the kingdom in in the same way, and so th- there's a tension, but a beautiful tension between those two words that, or those two ways of following Jesus that sometimes are separate. But at the center is a love for God. Oh, I, I keep going. sorry, yeah, I got keep I got going. lost. I got huh? busy. you you threw me off my game. Sorry. Equal is our next series. This is actually about women in leadership. It's, I mentioned that a few weeks ago as one of the controversial things that our church believes and proclaims. There's biblical grounds for this, really actually strong biblical grounds for this that have been overlooked by many churches for a long time. And it's, it's okay. Again, it's okay to disagree, but this is part of who we are, and uh, we'll not only look at the the biblical grounds for women in leadership. We'll look at women who have shown us how to follow Jesus, who have been in leadership roles, like Junia, like Priscilla, like Mary, uh, and a handful of others that, for instance, are leading house churches. Little references in, in the book of Acts and some of Paul's letters like, actually teach us a lot about what kingdom community looks like for women, and, it, and it's that. They are equally called, gifted, and equal in authority. Uh, the next series will be deep into the heart of Romans. Yeah. Oh boy, I actually don't think we can do it in one cycle of six weeks. I think we'll probably have to return to that in the fall. But uh, what we're going to get as much through, as far through Romans as we can. It's it's titled after a book by N.T. Wright that I'm really excited about. We'll we'll have a special emphasis on Romans chapter eight, which if you haven't read Romans eight in a while or ever, check it out. And uh, finally, The Chosen, which is a series we've returned to. Some of you are very excited about going to watch that in the theaters this month or something. It's a a TV series, but now they're showing it in the theaters. uh, And it'll just be focused on the stories of Jesus. Um, I just don't know what they are yet because it's not been released. It's being released. But it'll definitely be about Jesus and will definitely be in the Gospels. So very exciting uh great after our sunday services we have second sessions and this is another place where we can be formed where we can grow uh in relationship and knowledge of god and uh, i'm excited about this upcoming cycle it's gonna have two different parts where people can separate out one will be a study of the beatitudes and then the next cycle go into the sermon on the mount led by bob stradling the other one will be a prayer training uh, that Many people in this room have done, but I want to encourage anyone who hasn't gone through a prayer training in the Vineyard Church, or I would say even in our Vineyard Church, I would love for you to be in the prayer training. If you've done a newcomer's lunch, your next step is the Vineyard prayer training, because it's a it's core to who we are in the way we pray. We'll talk about theology of the kingdom. We'll talk about listening to the voice of God, which, I mean, kind of fuels it all, and then saying yes to him is like the next step but it's it's we have uh it it, we have like a a way that we pray here and it's a set of skills it's a set of understandings it's a new theology it's it's your next step if you've been through a newcomer's lunch
2: yeah and anybody who wants a refresher or just wants to grow in those skills too i would say it's open to everybody you don't have to come to it um only to be trained to be on the ministry team it is really like this is I think the heart and soul of our church is to be able to care for each other in prayer. We want everybody to have these skills to be able to serve each other and go, go out into the world and pray for people too. So.
1: Yes. Uh, finally, I don't want to leave out the youth. That's an area that I've been overseeing. You guys are a lot of yeah, fun. We, a made, couple of them. we made some changes uh, this past, well, this fall, moving youth primarily to second session. And I think it's been great. I don't know if all of you who are in the youth group noticed like the change but there's so much more energy there's deeper friendships it's easier for you guys to come and so you come more often and uh some you know we we did a study on the book of mark uh we spend time playing games and then we've been adding in little nightly events like a christmas party we're going on a on a retreat here in about a month and a half Uh, there'll be opportunities to serve again this year uh it's you're full participants in the kingdom and so seeking the kingdom first with the church it's it's the same same thing we're doing the same thing yeah. great
2: love it now we get to invite sarah mac up to share about kids ministry come on up sarah sarah's our director of your kids Come, come up here no you gotta come up come up hello everybody All
0: right, so a lot of what has been already said in terms of our vision for our church is the same for the kids. It is about building relationships and deepening those relationships with God, learning about who he is and what that means for each child, for each person here, and uh, with each other, becoming friends. Um, For the reasons that Allison talked about, it's... We need each other to um, keep showing up. And the kids might not be aware of it that way. They're playing, they're getting to know one another, but um, it's about being together. And it's about also our volunteers, uh, kids connecting with volunteers and um, other caring adults that aren't their parents to know that, uh, to have an example of what it looks like to follow Jesus in somebody else. Um, doing it a little bit in a different way. We have, including youth, because there's a little bit of overlap there, um, 36 volunteers. And We have a not huge church. That's a lot of life there. And I'm so thankful for everybody who has said yes to a year of serving and um, gives of their time. It's not easy to show up for the kids when you want to come on a Sunday and, you know, the idea of, I want this for me. And it seems uh, counterintuitive to um, experience something for yourself when you feel like you're giving. But I think that's an invitation to trust God that he's got something for you The kids, we need one another. The kids are full participants in the kingdom of God, though they're at a different stage in life um, and they have different needs. And you know, it doesn't seem natural that an adult needs the child, but the reality is that kids show us our own fears, our own sin. They show it like nobody else, I think, personally, in my my life. so to give yourself into God's hands and trust him that he's got something for you as you give, it's that upside down kingdom um, point of view. And uh, so thank you to volunteers who are showing up to be transformed by God as they serve. And uh, what do we do on in the kids' wing? in second session. Well, right now there's kids stuff happening um, so we'll go there first. But the nursery kids, they are learning to trust other people in their lives. And you have heard that trust being worked out in the form of cries. Um, It's an opportunity to trust other people that aren't your mom and dad. And um, I think that's a big deal. Nursery workers are trusting God and praying for kids be comfortable there and when they're not they call their mom and dad and we're working that out and um, and then in the preschool there are people who come in during the service to play and their goal is just to play and have fun with those kids they have a bunch of stuff in there to play with. They can go outside. There's Right now they're playing with nativity sets, and their job is to listen and just get to know kids. And we want our volunteers to bring their, their God-given personality and gifts to the kids. Like, for example, Eric Nichols and Teo, when they're in there with the preschoolers, play a lot of things. And Eric was just telling me, they really like him to scare them in the form of various animals, and then they run from him. And that's the game <laughs> that the preschoolers really want to play. And he's like, "I don't know how I got roped into this, but you know <laughs> they are so happy to do that, and that's building relationship. Um, so then during second session, uh, we have teachers coming in who have uh, they've committed to six-week chunks to build a longer going um, longer-lasting um, ideas that they can work through over the course of those six weeks. Um, there could be a project that's left on the table and they come back to. Um, there's a deepening of relationship there by having that prolonged exposure to one another and to sit into conversations. It's really like a life group for uh, the kids in elementary, even the preschool, the youth, and I don't know about the nursery, but it's a life group back there. And getting to know one another and inviting God into that space. And uh, lastly, you have seen kids in the service. I'm gonna bust out my notes for this part. Um, yeah, I really believe that what's happening in the service doesn't look like much for kids, there's a lot of wiggling. Um, But I believe this is one of the most powerful opportunities for kids to be invited into our whole church family, and to watch. And I, I, even if they're they've got their nose in a book or a toy, or they're upside down, and they're making noises, they're making trips to the bathroom, whatever. um, That's just some of the kids, not all. They are listening, they are observing. When you pray for somebody, when you're worshiping, um, we are all invited to to participate in loving and welcoming the children by just showing up. We know just showing up is hard enough, isn't it sometimes? Your consistency, um, when you are vulnerable and receiving prayer, you are modeling what it looks like to be a part of our community and in a, com- a spiritual community, and um, how we love and take care of one another. They see this in times outside of when the church gathers outside of the building, in friendships and other their their friends, parents. Um, we see forgiveness. We see. Um, making it right when we mess up, like we are modeling what it looks like to follow Jesus, and that is an invitation. And we'll leave you with this verse that Jesus said in Mark chapter 9, verse 37. Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes not only me, but also my Father who sent me. I think we could all agree that we want to welcome Jesus, we want to welcome the Father, and we can do that together by welcoming the children. Anything
2: else you want to point out? Good. Preach, Sarah. Ooh, that was speaking to my heart, it was so good. Thank you, thank you. I'm really grateful to have you at the helm with these little ones, because they're super important. you're gonna invite up
1: Steph? I'm gonna invite up Steph. <laughs> I, uh,
2: Apparently
1: the timekeeper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Come on up Steph. Do I thought you know. were gonna invite come up Steph. Up Steph. I do, no. Yes, come. Come on up. I thought you were gonna give the Urban Promise thing, but I'm, I'm wrong. Well, the I'm sure. Urban
2: Promise it, thing? We already went
1: over that. I know, but before. I just. <laughs> no, we Time got here, peepers. I was like, Allison, do you prepared. have the order of things? Right.
2: That's, right. That's one of my jobs. Yes. Deaf of Operations, Hold on. is our Director of Operations. She wears many hats and has many talents, and she's awesome, and she's gonna tell you about some things that we're gonna do this year.
3: Thank you. And for me to be able to be excited, I also celebrate the things that are now just going smoothly and are sort of on autopilot that I spent a good bit of my time on last year. You would only ever know if they didn't go according to plan, <laughs> I did not know how much I would spend learning about septic and water maintenance systems and solar. Solar is looking good and it'll be up and running in just a couple of weeks. Um, all those things are good and it's good that they get to come off my plate in the day to day a little bit because I'm just excited about the things that are ahead. Um, finance is, is running smoothly. Um, our events, our Sunday services, potlucks, we're keeping those uh, monthly. I mentioned it now. So yes. Let's check. Yeah. Um, if there are other events or things that you all just have come to your mind for celebration for fun for friendship and connection talk to me i can only kind of imagine what might be nice or would be nice but if there are things where you think man this this would be fun or you know i used to do x y or z just i would love to hear i'd love to dialogue about that to see what's possible um those are some of the things that are just They're going, but I am really, really excited to have a little bit more space, um, similar to what we've said in kind of all of our areas, to not keep to ourselves what we get to give away. I mean, this is not a paid ad for EF, but even there, if you go through it and you learn about your own formation and transformation and you participate with God, there is a missional element to what end? Like, it's not just... For yourself for your family for your smallest circle even for your church community but to extend that out and to participate with god um, in the kingdom work that he's doing and he's inviting us to so um, we're not starting from zero you all have been great at these last minute things that sometimes we've sort of just thrown up to see if they'll go uh, when our partners reach out and say we need winter clothes now for people who are coming and you all respond really well or financially like we've heard Um, But I'm excited to just have all those initiatives go across really all areas of our church. Um, Individually, we've talked a bit about neighboring and opportunities you can have. If you have a heart or a desire or even just an inkling that you want to do something with your neighbors or friends of your kids, um, I want to be your biggest cheerleader. If you just need someone to give you a pep talk or give you one more idea or ask you how it went, I remember still the last neighborhood I lived in, I really wanted to do a block party, but I just didn't have that buddy to do the block party with. So I had all the ideas, I had all all the logistics drawn up in my head, and I just never got it off the ground. So if you need a buddy or you just want to tell somebody, I would love to resource you with ideas or just be that sounding board. Um, Our youth is going to continue. They're actually going down to Urban Promise in Wilmington. In May, we have a day set up. Um, They've been leading the way. They were at Good Sam. They've done some other good stuff this past year. So it's exciting to take that group um, down in person to Wilmington. Um, Life groups. We already, hey, you You can clap for the youth. It's good. It's motivating. Um, We already have our life groups set up in geographic areas. So I'm excited to see if we can't serve quarterly through the life groups in the areas where we're already at. And I'm gonna be there right alongside you. I'm gonna be um, hopefully resourcing you, encouraging you with some vision around that, life group leaders and participants. It's just exciting to see what might happen in those areas where we're already located. And then last but not least, we're gonna get to do a mission trip this year. I am so excited. It's been a while, right? It's been a while for any number of reasons, COVID and all the other things. we've been thinking long and hard how do we want to do this who is it supposed to be for and found wanted a little bit of a unicorn and found the unicorn in that anyone who is 12 12 and older because it's to serve 12 and older can go so this is not a youth trip this is not a family trip this is not just any particular group of people. Um, You'll hear much more, but it'll be um, part of the last week of June. It'll be relatively local, just outside of Philadelphia, and then traveling to a couple of ministries um, in our region. So it's nearby, it's not very expensive, it's really accessible to many of us, Um, and it's just gonna be a sweet way to start that rhythm back up again for us. So I'm super excited and I will be telling you about it week after week after week, probably, as we get into the planning um, and talking a little bit more. Oh, I do wanna do one honorable mention, can I? Um, Financial assistance fund and the care um, system, if you will, that we have here. As we look outside, it still really matters to me, if you know me at all, that there are ways where we love each other really well, where we support each other. Often that happens just through tripods, life groups, friends, no needs that their friends have, but there are ways that we as a church, um, as a community, come alongside one another. So whether you want to participate in offering funds through the financial assistance fund, donate to that, or request funds if ever you find yourself in a spot with a bill that is harder to pay, there are ways to do that. I would love to talk with you if you have questions, and then same with care opportunities. Again, a lot of times we don't even hear because No, I just went over and helped with project X, Y, or Z, or somebody painted at somebody else's house. But um, we want to make those opportunities available to those who might want to help. So whenever we hear something, it does go out to all partners and regular attenders. And then it's an exciting opportunity to come around one another in that way as well.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Steph. Awesome. I appreciate a lot about stuff. One of the things I appreciate the most is that she has a ministry mindset. Like she's thinking about how can we serve people and she can get it done. Uh, but she also cares about culture making. So like she's involved in almost every area of what we do as a church. Like she's giving input and she's helping shape. So she's she's really a core part of our team and I appreciate that about her.
2: Great. All right time to land this plane but it would be sad if I didn't mention something about prayer we are so excited for the ways that we've seen people take risks this year to um, try out receiving prayer in a way that maybe feels vulnerable but they do it anyway because they're wanting a touch from God we've seen that happen we want that to continue that's really all I want to say about that we want that to increase uh, the ways we pray how often we pray Uh, the expectation that we have that God's going to come and show up and actually move on our behalf. Um, We're just going to keep leaning into that as a community. And so uh, with that, as a transition to ministry time to do that right now, we're kicking off our week of prayer, and we are going to take those pieces of paper that you hopefully didn't sit on but moved them before you sat down. Uh, These are just a a blank card for you, To write down your big ask to God and I'm just really jazzed about this because we're gonna have the entire church praying for you for this one thing for a whole week and then we want to see at the end how did God show up how did he meet those needs how did he heal how did he transform Um, so perfect there's some guidelines up here we want to make it measurable uh, so, like, if you were to pray for world peace, that's great, but that's really hard to know if we've achieved world peace, right? So maybe, maybe don't go that <laughs> broad. Um, you want something that you would know if it was answered um, as you're writing it down. So we're just going to take a few minutes now to do that, and then we'll pray for each other.
0: Thanks again for listening to the podcast of the Vineyard Church, Chester Springs. We hope you share this with your friends and family and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.